that there's no Jack in the Box out here in Omaha. Dude, I figured, like, okay, it's, <laughs> I know I seen one when I came to visit my brother here a while ago, but then nope. when, when I got I here. I think there's, like, one in Des Moines or Kansas City. Kansas City, two hours away, trust uh, me. It's my it's, favorite. It would almost be worth it to go two hours away for some fucking Jack in the Box. You want to know something? I did go two hours away from I some did. fucking Jack I'm like, in the Box. I'm, like, down. Like, the next time. Like let's make a road trip out of it. Two hours, two hour drive ain't nothing for hey, some. For some Jack, how about you help us out here and fucking send one this way? I'm dying. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh my god. Like that's gonna happen. Hey I'm... guys, welcome back to an all new issue, Comics Unchained. I'm your host Sergio Sanchez, and I'm MJ. And Jack, please help me. I'm desperate. <laughs> I need it. You want tacos <laughs> from Jack in the Box? Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. I just. Oh my god! I just—it's uh, one of the parts that I, I'm going to love about being able to go to California in January when we go. Yeah, is that In and Out and Del Taco? I, Man, you did not just bring In and Out up to I, a Texan. I did. Fuck that! It's all what? about Waterburger, bro. Get out of here! Not even on the level. Shit, bro. Not even on the level. Anyway, I—I <laughs> I will die on this hill, sir. <laughs> oh man, what are, you, what are you going to Cali in January for? Uh, my mother-in-law's wedding. Oh, okay. So. I thought you were going for like a like a Comic Con thing. Oh, fuck. no. I'm I'm way over Comic Con. Really? I still have not experienced it. Nope. I'm good. I went enough times that I never need to go back to that thing, and it's so saturated mm-hmm. now that it's not even worth going. So, I will never go back to it. Unfortunately, that's the downside of it. I mean, I guess if I got a free ticket to go and wanted to kill an afternoon and spend zero money. Might be something. If I wanted to simulate standing in a line, yeah, I would just go outside. <laughs> like, okay, so I was gonna hit up Comic Con Facebook pages, but I guess that's out of the question <laughs> now. Well, I mean, like, I don't know. Just uh, over the years, it's just I, I I have no reason to go anymore. Um, to all my Comic Con people, please direct your hatefully. Oh no, I'm talking. Notice. I'm talking generally just San Diego Comic Con. It's become so saturated that like, okay, let me just share a quick story here, and, okay. I'll, and I'll share it to you because I don't know if I've ever told you the story or not. Go for but it. I used to go to Comic Con all the time. There was nothing wrong with that. It was great. I had fun every year. I've been back in the day when you can bootleg stuff. Ah, the good old days. <laughs> so the good days, right? Now you can just With, stream everything on right, Twitter. Right, yeah, now you can just stream everything. But um, over the years, it kind of just became like, oh, so you want to meet this guy? I got to stand in line to get a ticket to see if I, if my name gets drawn so I can go stand in another line to finally get my book signed by this guy. Or a meet and greet, whatever. That's whichever what it's like in San Diego. That's, that's what it's like now. So like, you stand in line... To get a ticket. Then yeah. you have like, you know, your ticket could be 100 through 1,000. Mm-hmm. So then if your ticket number comes up, you go and you get in line. And then if you get done in the day, you get your shit signed. Or you get, you know, your meet and greet. Only if you stand in line and your ticket number never comes up, <laughs> you're SOL. So here's what happened. You just yeah. stood in line for four hours out of your day to get a ticket to go stand in another line for another four hours. So there goes your whole day at the convention. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then you didn't even get to meet your guy. And then when you do get to meet him, it's still roughly three three minutes, maybe, tops, and a pitcher. Uh, and depending on who it is, you got to pay for it. <laughs> so uh, That would be Surge, killer of dreams. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't used to be that way. It used right. to be like to where, you know, like they just had their like 
uh, commission fees, like to where you go up, you pay a fee, you meet them, yeah, you get your shit signed, you walk away, or you just stand in line and it's first come first serve. They sign in for two hours. Whoever's in the front of that line for two hours, boom, you get your book signed. Used to be that way. Now it is not that way anymore. Now to get into Hall H, which is like the legendary Hall H, if you want to yeah. be a dick. I mean, I hear about it all the time. Right. If you want to get into Hall H, you're literally outside that morning at like six o'clock. Outside the door. Some people camp outside of it just yeah. to get into that day. Remember, so remember back when the PlayStation Two came out, and people <laughs> were camping out. Were you one of them? No, I didn't. No. Oh, okay, that yeah. I, I was gonna. Well, I was too young for PS2 and all that stuff because we had like no money. <laughs> but yeah, we were not gonna wait outside the doors for that long. No, but yeah, Comic Con was just completely like a different monster, and now it's just changed to where it's like, even if you want Comic Con exclusive stuff, yeah, you've got to get a ticket, and then you got to go get in line when your ticket number's drawn, and if you miss your window, you're SOL. So well, that's what happened when Hollywood makes nerd shit. Oh, successful. and it's not only that too. It's like you t- you know you get like an entire floor size. Let's say like I don't know two hundred square feet. About let's say like you know I don't know I don't know two hundred square feet. Fine, whatever. Marvel rents out at like the area in the auditorium. Yeah, right. So on the convention floor, they rent out a two hundred foot square space. Right. Then all they put is a TV that shows trailers for upcoming Marvel stuff, and that is it. Nothing else, no people going to be signing there, no free giveaway. That's the other thing. Uh, no free giveaways. That's kind of went out the wayside, too, at comic conventions. Like, the gimme bags used to be really great. Yeah. You used to be able to get, like, full-size posters. Now they're just, like, little postcards is all you can get. You used to get full-size, like, posters as freebie at the freebie tables. Now you don't get any of that stuff. So, it's just, to me, it's just gone really down. It's still nice to see some of, like, the cool stuff and... But with Amazon and stuff like that, there's really no reason to go to these conventions to buy, like, oh, that anime book I wanted to buy or this or... Manga. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) But there's no reason to go because, like, they're just going to jack up the price first because, like, the book I could get online for 20 bucks is now 45 there's no reason to do it anymore. The ambiance is nice. The cosplaying is cool. That's still a big thing. Cosplay is still a big thing. Yeah. But now you have the whole where people are so sensitive now. And, yeah, I'm going to go there. Where people are so sensitive now where it's like, don't take a picture of me because I don't consent to that. Where it's like, bro, you consented to that when you put the outfit on. Sorry. Like, no, I'm, I'm a, listening. Just so, <laughs> I mean, no, because there are literally people that do that. Like, they get like, oh, well, I didn't say you could take pictures of me. It's like, then you shouldn't be walking around. You know, dressed as Luffy from One Piece, and I wanted to grab a picture. Oh, okay. Consent is in like you want to take a picture of your favorite character, not somebody. Right. Who, oh, okay. I'm not I, saying like the broads who are out there with half their junk hanging out, and they get mad when people are ogling them. Okay. That's a different that, subject. Okay, altogether. totally different story about that. You want to, you want to be specific to an audience, right? right? Yeah. No. 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 That's yeah. That's different. Like, I mean, I'm all for you know if they want if you got it, flaunt it. I guess. Yeah. But, I mean, don't get mad when people are staring at you because, you know, you decided to step out in public wearing, um, oh, geez, I don't know who wears, like, some, like Vampirella's outfit. 
where she wears absolutely uh, almost nothing, yeah. or Lady Death's outfit, and then everyone at the convention is staring at you, but you don't want to be bothered. Like, yeah. <laughs> don't but, do that. Yeah, but <laughs> I also think, you know, and the thing is, don't just randomly take a picture of them. Like, just ask them, like, hey, cool. Well, I mean, I like, a lot of people just randomly take pictures of people. Like, yes. they, they don't wait for you to pose or anything. They'll just, like, be walking by and they just snap a picture. Uh, yeah, see, that's the creepy one. But because, like, And everybody does it, so it's like... Yeah, that's there, the creepy, there's no way to get around it. Yeah, that's the creepy kind. But I was going to say, like, when I go to a convention, I always make sure... I ask because I don't want them just standing straight or whatever. Like, hey, can I take a like picture? Like, they want to do a cool pose. Yeah. yeah. Like, the other the other day, uh, I think it was last year, I went to Ocon or something. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dude dressed with Thanos, like, hey, can I take a picture? He got himself ready and everything, and then he did this. Yeah, that's okay. and that's cool. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with asking them to take pictures. But nowadays, like, the cosplay community is getting kind of weird. So it's like, you do have those creepers. Don't get me wrong. You do still have those, like, creeper people who are just like, oh, wow, that's super strange. And you made it awkward. Um, but you also have, like, the type of people that are like, I don't want to be bothered right now. And it's like, dude, like, then why did you come dressed up, like... I don't understand it. It's kinda, I, I guess I don't get it because I'm not a cosplayer. It's kind of like, why'd you come to the party if you're not going to hang out type of deal? Right. Like, I came to the party and now I don't want to hang out. I just want to be annoyed and I want to be boring and I want to sit in the corner and pout about being at the party. Is it you like could have just not came. <laughs> yeah. Is it kind of like that video on TikTok that's been going around where that one lady's cussing out that dude at the gym because she, she oh. thought he was staring at her oh. and then the... Yeah, it, it, no, it was like that. Like she thought, yeah, she fine, thought he was staring at her, but he was just working out. And then one of the workers there actually kicked her out because she was being okay. aggressive about it. But uh, but that's just no. Like it's just in general. Like anyway, but that's besides the point. But yeah, I mean, I have no reason. Like, to go, like, I don't have an, uh, a dream anymore to go back to San Diego Comic-Con because I went, I, I feel like I went during the glory days before it went yeah. downhill. I'm not saying don't go. I'm still saying it is considered, like, me and my friends used to call it the mecca of comic conventions. Yeah. But I, I feel personally that it's gone downhill and that, like, especially now with, like, you know, uh, you look at, like, E3 that got canceled because, like, everybody was like, well, we could just stream it and do it ourselves. It's the same thing. So, like, a lot of these companies are just going to do that. Like, they announce all their stuff, they just stream it online, and then they're good. So, like, Marvel, DC, uh, Dark Horse, stuff like that. They don't need to go to these conventions anymore and spend million dollars plus just to have one booth that doesn't sell anything. They could just do it online and then get all the views and hits and broadcast it out via social media. We're definitely in the future. Yeah. So, I think think the internet has, like, substantially killed uh at least the media aspect of comic conventions because like trailers and stuff when you used to like that's the thing when you went to comic convention (laughs) you used to go to watch like the trailers and stuff or to see like the new movies coming out yeah now there's no point to it because like dude you just go now i just log into youtube and in four hours of the convention releasing video of the new thing it's out on youtube whether regardless they're like oh you could only see it if you came to the convention someone's gonna leak it and you're gonna see it yeah so it's gonna be out by the end of the week anyway so it doesn't really matter like yes you got to see it for the first hour yeah good for you (laughs) i mean it's gonna be all i had to do was wait two hours i woke up the next morning and watched it big whoop like eventually it's gonna be out no matter what right so i just feel like the appeal of it has went down but i do like the fact that like i will still go to a convention because i enjoy looking at like the cosplayers i love sometimes buying artwork and rapping with the artists because like yeah. you never know you just see like some great artists 
Uh, what I don't like about conventions is, like, the pricing. Like, dude, sometimes, like, it's just insane the amount of the markup that you see for people trying to unload their stuff. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I get it, but, like, dude, like, you got to understand, like, in two weeks, I'm going to go buy this from Amazon for, like, 20 bucks. And they know that, and it's just like if you go into a comic book store. Yeah. Amazon has essentially killed the comic book stores. Um, you go to comic book stores, personally, I used to do it as, like, Oh, I'll go into a comic store because I want to get, you know, I want to get MJ something cool that he doesn't have. And I don't want, I can't find it on Amazon or it's sold out or it's not going to make it in time because I waited to the last minute to get his gift. I like pop figures. (laughs) So I walk into a uh, comic store and I'm like, fuck, I'm going to, I'm going to end up paying $10 over market. But, you know, it's all about, I want it now. Yeah. And I get that because, you know, it's the same thing. Like I go to Best Buy to buy stuff, DVDs or whatever I go to buy. What Best Buy? Well, yeah, right. Like <laughs> I, I, bad example. Yeah. Um, but, but I go to different stores because I don't want to wait for it to come from Amazon, so I just buy it now. Uh, but that's what you do. You get the the buy it now price, and that's what you're paying for. Yeah. So, I want to. I want to interrupt for one second. Sorry, I talk a lot. This is a record for us because we got <laughs> off topic within the first ten minutes. <laughs> well, we you brought it up. We haven't wait, even, it we haven't even talked. I don't, I don't know. Like, that's how bad we got off topic. We don't know. even know who started this. I don't even game. know what we're talking about. Dude, we totally didn't even bring up what we were going to talk about first. That's a new, that's a record for us. Yeah. Like, we kinda, normally get off topic. Anyway, of like, that was Serge's rap on comic conventions. I'm sorry. No, okay. I really do want to go. Like, we're going to go to a comic convention. Yeah. We're going to go to, uh, like, I, I think Nebcon's out here. I would love to go to the one in Des Moines in a few months yeah. or next month. But I don't, I just, with our schedules, I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I, well, I mean, most of the stuff happens on the weekend. I have the weekend off. Right, and so, so do I, but, yeah. like, it's just not going to work right now. We just got to plan I ahead. think when Nebcom comes in October, we should try yeah. to hit that. That'll be fun. One, one, one of them I heard that we need to hit up is Planet Comic Con in Kansas City. I heard that one's pretty good. I would love to go to that. I got a buddy. He goes to it every year. I so, just need an excuse. He says it's really good. I just need an excuse to go get Jack in the Box taco. <laughs> I mean, now, <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm actually okay with that. Okay, so let me bring us back on topic because I forgot which one of us got a soft topic. You did with Jack in the Box. And then I led into California, and then that's how it all started. What's your point? I don't know. <laughs> then I want Jack in the okay. Box and I can't have it. Yeah, that's I have true. to settle for pizza tonight that our wives are going to get. So, wait, we're having pizza? I guess we're having oh, pizza. Oh, sweet. Okay. Anyway. That means we need to get the show wrapped up. I'm hungry. But, okay, so to end our Mental Health Awareness Month, we are going to end it strong with the Marvel version of Superman, the Golden Guardian of Good, the one. Huh? What? There's two. (laughs) Yeah, but how many people actually know about the other one? Hyperion? Yeah. A lot. Really? Yeah. Okay, because I know I heard him more than Hyperion. No, a lot of people know. Okay, so go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. Right, the off. Golden Guardian of Good. We're going to talk about the Sentry because doing my research into mental health and all that, it turns out that he suffers from, how do you say it, schizophrenia? Severe schizophrenia. Yeah, yes. I feel like I can never pronounce it right. Anyway. Oh, I'm you're not, fine. I'm not a psychiatrist. So. Dude, I don't pronounce half the names. I'm going to, I can pronounce. I can't pronounce half the names, or I do, or I splutter out sentence fragments. <laughs> I mean, that's you should see me read a book. <laughs> that's Japanese compared to English. So, <laughs> I speak two languages. I speak English and bad English. Oh, okay. That wasn't fun. Which one are you speaking now? Fuck, I don't know anymore. <laughs> okay. Anyway, we're gonna talk about the century. Um, <laughs> if anybody doesn't know who this is, just look him up online. He's basically Marvel's answer to Superman. And trust me, reading yeah. this comic, the the similarities are just so out there. I couldn't help but think this is Superman. This is Superman. <laughs> this is Superman. 
But uh, what what'd you think about this comic? Because I'm I know I'm the one that brought it up to you. Okay, well I want to. Well, you're gonna ask me. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna dive into what I first of all I know jack shit about Century. I had to do a lot of research. Okay, too. I didn't do that much research. I know about him from about maybe like some of the action figures I have. Yeah, and really like three or four comics I've read that he's been mentioned in. And that is about the hell it like, cause I just, I don't care. Um, we were having this conversation before we started the show. I, I, it's not that I don't like the century. It's I don't like a lot of characters like Superman. And this is Marvel's way of like, we didn't have a Superman. We've tried years to have a Superman. Now you've got, now you've got three. Yeah. Now you've got blue Marvel. You've got century. Uh, you got century and you got Hyperion. Yeah. They're essentially just Superman in the Marvel Universe. And I've never really liked, like, I like Superman, and he has, like, I think years of years of years of building the Superman character. Yeah. And creating his characters and his villain, his villain archive gives him something to, to, to fight about. Like, yeah. he, like, he is always the strong, like, he is the strongest, hands down. I mean, it was proven in the Superman movie. I mean, like, even in... Batman versus Superman, when he takes on Doomsday, like, it's even shown that, like, there's really, like, if Superman went berserker, there's no one stopping him. Look at Brightburn. Like, there, if if he went crazy, there's no one stopping Superman because he's just literally that strong. You remember he, the eye melting scene in that movie? Yes. Holy shit. So, um, <laughs> but I don't really particularly like Superman because he kind of, like, can do everything. Yeah. And so, like, when you put him in with the other heroes, it's like, in the end... All the heroes are there, and they're just there. But then Superman is like, oh, he's our ace in the hole. Because, like, if we can't do it, Superman can't. So I've never really been a fan of, like, characters that can do everything. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Batman can do everything, but he can't. Like, if he gets shot, he gets injured. If super Like, Superman can get injured, too, but he usually generally heals everything. So I always thought it was interesting, like, when they brought in Doomsday and they killed him. I was like, holy... Like, as a kid, I was like, oh, my God, they did it. And then that they was awesome. Him. Then they brought him back, which happens all the time in comics. Yeah. So I get over that. i just never been a fan of the character that, like, can do everything. So Century, to me, like, with the power of what was, like, 10 billion burning suns or something. Or yeah, like a million suns, exploding like, suns yeah. or something. I think it's just, like, stupid because, like, it makes all the other Marvel characters almost irrelevant against him. And then you put the Void in there, who's almost equally as powerful, but on, like... Like the dark side of the moon um, makes them like irrelevant, like because there's nobody who can stand up to these two characters, yeah. And so they're just at a constant war with each other, obviously, because you can't have one without the other. But it just makes it seem like the Marvel universe, like the entire Marvel universe, has to come together to fight these two entities if they were to get out of control. Yeah. And I just kind of don't like that. I don't like characters like that. Yeah. So you're not a big fan of like OP characters. Yeah. Like I, I've never have been. So yeah. Um, and and I like, like my character to have a little, like Omni Man, in Invincible. Like it's just you see him wipe out all the superheroes, yeah. And in, in reality, they didn't really stand a chance. They did some damage to him, but in the in the end, they weren't gonna do nothing to him. And he was hiding that the whole time that he's that powerful, yeah. And so when he wipes them all out, it's like that's cool and that's crazy. But there's no one that can challenge him. Did you read and, the comics? Yeah, I read him. Okay, it's funny that what can kill somebody like Omni Man is really just another one of his species, right? Yeah. And that's what's annoying to it. And, and they and, fucking brutalize each other when yeah. they fight. So with Century, I think I've just I've just never been a fan of the character. Yeah, but he's he's different, and there's a reason you'll probably never see him in the MCU 
ever. Because it's hard to... Just, no one cares. Yeah. Um, <laughs> case in point, I put a video that we were going to talk about this on our TikTok. You can, on our TikTok. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you want some TikToks? On our TikTok at yeah. Comics Unchained 1. You can follow that if you guys want to. Well, but, I thought I'd do the plugs, but... Uh, yeah, well, I, <laughs> okay, I, I just kind of always post on there. But I always try to post, like, what I'm reading and stuff. And yeah. when I put this up that I read this, it got, like, yeah. zero fucking views. So, like, that just tells you that, like, nobody really, truly cares about the century. Yeah. So the reason we're talking about it this week is because he does touch on something for this month that we were talking about. Yeah, mental... Like, like I was telling Serge before we started the whole thing that... When I did my research into superheroes that suffer from mental health issues, he literally popped up on every freaking list that I that I looked into. Yeah. And it was always the same thing. Schizophrenia, schizophrenia, schizophrenia. So I was like, okay, if he made it to every list, I should check it out. <laughs> so I checked it out, and I read it. I didn't mind this comic. I liked the designs and what they were trying to go with it. Yeah. So this is Century 2018, so it's a bit of a far back read. If you guys want, an uh, original publication date was in June 27th of 2018. You could pick it up. It's only five issues. Yeah. So it's a you're, not, you're not that you know in. It's written by Jeff Laramie. Laramie? Laramie? Lemire. Lemire. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, Kim Jin... Jacinto. Jacinto. Yeah. Did I say that? No. I, no, I, Jacinto. I, I butchered it completely. You need anyway. To, you need sleep. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, anyway, so I found this comic. I started reading it. Like I knew a little bit about the century. Like I'm not gonna lie, my intro to knowing who this guy was all came from World War Hulk. Yeah. Oh, definitely the same. Yeah. I really didn't care who the century was until like I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. And, and the then in World War Hulk, when they introduced him, I was like, oh. Yeah. And the only I still didn't care. And the only reason I looked into him because when I was reading World War Hulk, I wanted to know why he's such a big deal that there, he was a last resort for the Hulk. So I looked into his history and I. Found out what he can do. I was like, okay, so he's pretty much just Marvel's version of Superman. Yeah, except he's crazy. Yeah. I and mean, that's what, I mean, have, have, have you met Superman sometimes? Like, he's I, not always there. The the red kryptonite, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I, except the version that they didn't small, though, stupid. But. Yeah, so wait. Red Kryptonite, what does that actually do? Because I know the Smallville version more. I don't really see it that much in the comics. I think it did the same thing that it did in the in the in the Smallville version. It just makes uh, him like evil, like makes him. Oh, more okay, kind but of Smallville, a dick. Smallville, just teen angst type yeah, of shit. Pretty okay. much, it's just more of a dick. Yeah, I mean, he's a. You can be a dick in general, but yeah, I mean, like, have <laughs> okay. you ever heard the joke? Huh? You you want to hear a joke? Sure. Okay. Guy walks into a bar. Okay. Starts having a bar. Bar's on top of a building. All right. So the guy goes up to me and says, I'll bet you 200 bucks I can jump off this building and the wind between both buildings will push me back onto the ledge. The guy goes, no fucking way. There's no possible way you can do that. He goes, okay. So he puts 200 bucks down on the table, jumps off the building. He's like, no shit. He's like, yeah, double or nothing. He's like, double or nothing. You can't do that again. The guy jumps off the building, lands back on top. Oh my God. He's like, you want to try it? And so the guy goes, Okay. So the guy goes up to the edge of the building, he jumps off, hits the concrete, dies. Bartender turns around and says, Superman, you're a dick when you're drinking. <laughs> oh, man, that's great. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so back on topic. <laughs> like, I, I feel like I heard the joke before. Yeah, but, probably. Yeah. But I, I don't know. So like, that's about all I've known about the century was when he challenged Hulk. And then I didn't care anymore after that. So this yeah. is the first time I've read like a full on book on the century. Yeah. So I like that. Like they show that he's crazy in his own mind. That he's like he's locked away because 
he they can't allow the sentry out without letting the void out. Yeah. And the void is like a planet killer. Yeah, you can't have one without the other. So in his mind he's constantly fighting against himself, which is the void. Yeah. So he's like so it's kind of like bipolarness, like you're fighting yourself and you're schizophrenic because like you're going against yourself and everything like the world he's in he doesn't believe he's in and he has to create his own reality yeah so like they never want to fully unleash the century and that's what this book covers like it shows his history yeah um Uh, is is what it shows so it's really interesting yeah okay so i'll sum it up because i'm not gonna lie the the beginning of it was a little confusing because he was a century but then out of nowhere it's like he was almost a homeless dude working at a burger joint. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so a little synopsis into that. Pretty much after an event that almost ended the fucking world, uh, the Avengers worked with uh, the Sentry to lock away both personalities, the Sentry and the Void. Right. Um, so what they did was they created this machine. It pretty much – it's like a – I describe it as like a playpen, you know, because they, Right. Yeah, I would see that. Okay. Yeah, so the guy the guy who is uh the sentry, his name is Bob Reynolds. So a little just into his backstory, he started off as a drug user, like a hardcore junkie, and then he snuck into this place I was working pretty much a super soldier serum, which is an always a go to formula <laughs> in the Marvel universe. Always. Everybody's always trying to make Everybody's it. trying to replicate that shit. Yeah. Okay. He created so, Captain America. Yeah, so he injected the whole thing in him and well, it mutated him. He became the Sentry, but it might have, with his crack addict in mind, he might have also fucked up his psyche more and became schizophrenic. So, with that being said, when the events of Sentry and the Void, especially the Void, was about to end the world and all that, and to avoid that happening again, no pun intended, uh, the Avengers, Tony Stark especially, and Reed Richards helped make this machine. I think you pronounce it the Confluctor. I, I couldn't really pronounce I think, it. I don't know. That's what I called oh. it when I was reading it. Okay, so the device pretty much is like a hypnotism thing. So when Bob looks at the thing and he focuses on it, it's like his sentry personality goes into an alternate world made inside the machine. And it keeps him in check to where he can unleash the sentry's power and... He can relive the glory days with him, his sidekick Scott, the centri- uh, scout, Scout, the centrist Watchdog. Which come on, Watchdog, that fucking crypto in the Marvel universe. <laughs> yeah, but it was a corgi. It was it made it that, funny. That made it even worse. <laughs> like the centrist. I'm not gonna lie, that was a pretty clever name, but Supergirl. Really? Come on. I was, yeah, it was a Supergirl. Uh, scout and, was just Superboy. So. Any yeah. Anyway, so the machine keeps his powers in check to the point where he can release the sentry for a little bit and then come back as Bob Reynolds. Yeah. But what people were thinking, what I thought, I thought the void was himself breaking out because this is where I feel like the schizophrenic comes in when mm-hmm. he hears the voices playing in his head. You you can tell that's the void fucking with him. Right. So, that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. That, because that, that's... Yeah, that, that's the representation of schizophrenia because from what we, like, don't take our word on it, we're still learning about it ourselves. But schizophrenia sometimes is a little hard to di- di- discuss, you know, because it's complicated. I mean, yeah, it's a lot of different things going into that. There's a lot of things that can make you do it. You could deteriorate your brain from too many drugs. You could just be born with it. There's yeah. a lot of things that have, like, like sometimes schizophrenia can lead from, like, forms of dementia as well. So, like, yeah. it, it just happens. Like, it's not – there's no wrong or bad way to, like, talk about it. I mean yeah. – there's like no right is. or wrong answer. So 
that's the thing. It's like you can't have like so the century can't be the century without the void. I always believe that the void is just something in his head that he sees that he's fine, but it's not really ever there. But I guess I'm wrong because the void is like a real entity within yeah. the century that comes out and again <laughs> just don't check our word for it. Like we're I don't like the best. character. I don't like the century too much. Okay. Yeah. So, like, that being said, I don't really know where to touch on the century. Yeah. So, well, I can't let you take the reins on no, this no, one. I, but, I like, I, like, who was it they were fighting? Cranio? Cranio, yeah. <laughs> Three brains. Dude, that, that dude was just fucking, uh, what's <laughs> was, his name? From... He was a parking meter attendant. No, he was fucking, what's his name from, um, Jingle All The Way, Turbo Man's villain. Really? <laughs> oh, the dude wearing the brain and shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I was like, the whole time I'm reading that, I'm like, I just want him to say ta-ta, Turbo Man. <laughs> okay, so Cranio's a... they like, this is stupid. Like, he's a, he's a psychic-type villain that fucks with people's brains, but apparently he had this helmet that was supposed to boost his intelligence, but really it was, it was just, just It was just a hat. Yeah, it was just bullshit. And it, it was, it was a hat with... plays, gimmick up. Oh man, that, so, I, I was laughing. He's like, these are just. It was kind of funny, yeah. These are just monkey brains. So, the like, what ends up happening is they steal the capacitor, whatever the hell it's called, uh, flux they, capacitor. Okay, so it's it's led to believe that Cranio <laughs> got a hold of the capac the conflector. I'm gonna say conflector. Like, that's how little. Okay, so he was he took the machine and then the sentries haven't. He's going fucking crazy because he can't right. find it. And the whole time is like if if they don't keep like he's supposed to log into this thing every fucking day. He's like on parole because essentially he's a world ender. Like yeah. he could he's essentially like it would bring the entire Avengers, Fantastic Four, X Men, Spider Man. All of them would have to come together to try to face down the century. Like, and I believe the only person that could do it theoretically is the Hulk, is Bruce. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but. I think he has to check in, which is really funny that it's like Misty Knight and an organization that she's with. I forget it in this in this book. I forget what they called it because like I like I read it. Um. Anyway, yeah. But I love that they had Misty Knight in it, and then like Tony Stark comes back. But the whole point is that, like he's not always going to be there, and like it's just too dangerous to keep him out. So eventually they're like, "Dude, we're going to have to pretty much just like lock you away and throw away the key," which is sad. Because, like, he just wants to live a normal life. He wants to live a normal life, but he knows people are looking at him because if he loses control, everybody dies. Right. And that's what's messed up because it's not really his fault. So, what... Uh, I got it from here. So, what happened was he thought Cranio took the machine. He's freaking out. Then Misty Nine, the others, they're telling him that... You know, get the machine back or we're going to lock you away. Well, he couldn't get it back. They locked him away. And it turns out, in a bitch-made move, his old sidekick, Scout... Well, because he wanted to be Sentry. He wanted so. to be this... He, Scout was because. the one who wanted to relive the glory days. So his old sidekick and Cranio teamed up, stole the machine, so they could figure out how to remake the serum. And then they do. Long story short, we'll cut to the end of this. Yeah. Um, is What ends up happening is Sentry gets out. Sentry goes to war with Scout. Scout gets destroyed because he can't handle the serum, and that's what you know Bob was trying to tell him the whole time. Yeah, uh, it ends with Void and Sentry kind of coming to terms, like you can't have one without the other. He finally accepts that, and then we get like the new Red Sentry. And to be honest, I don't know where they went from there. Yeah, because I don't care. Yeah, because the thing and then the is, next time I ever saw this dude again was in World War Hulk. Yeah, because uh, the thing about it, man, was that Scout was actually controlling it pretty well, but he was losing—he was losing control that he could have—he could have blown up the city. But 
they were kind of evenly matched. So Sentry, he talked to both the entities, the Sentry and the Void. He's mm-hmm. like, look, we all need to come to terms on this. So they all combined. That's when he came out with the badass red suit, which I got to admit, that looks cool. I know you don't like the character. Anyway. <laughs> but... I was like... <laughs> The, the, the whole <laughs> I think the yellow was better with like I don't like the reason I don't like the red was because it's century and if they're like going with the so, <laughs> so like I like the yellow suit I actually do because it goes with the whole you know 10 golden billion suns or whatever game. golden yeah. guardian the red suit didn't do anything for me I was just like okay whatever it's red cool whatever yeah. they changed uh, the emblem to black and it's to represent the void cool I, I like yeah. how we're ending strong for this month oh yeah <laughs> ending strong hardcore yeah it just uh, yeah so he combines entities he kills scout because obviously he didn't well yeah because scout was dying i forget yeah he yeah, did, like, didn't snap he like his snap, his neck. Neck. Yeah, he just snap his neck yeah but then he flies away because well he knows if he stays they're just gonna try to lock him away right and it's the ending to uh the amazo episode in dc universe where amazo looks at everybody and is like uh you're also beneath me I'm just going to leave. And then the Justice League, what do we do if we come back? Don't. Because <laughs> there's nothing we can do. So. I like that. Like, he mis- just flies off, and that's it. And I was I was mistaken earlier, because World War Hulk was yeah. before this. Yeah, comic, I was like, so. before that. Uh, you literally used a SpongeBob meme. All right, I'm going to head out. Just to simplify <laughs> that, man. All right, I'm going to head out. Right. And, and that's where we end. But I think, like, if you go back and you read, like, the World War Hulk, it's more prevalent of how the century is kind of like a shut-in more because of how they display it in that book how like yeah. they don't want to ask him they're on the, but they need him to stop the hulk because hulk's just going crazy yeah and then we know something about the century's essence around the hulk makes him calm down but with him being like a schizophrenic he's always afraid that if he you know because he has to live with that that he has to live with that knowledge and only he has it of how just how deadly the void could be if the if void got, got out. And I think, like, some of the heroes understand it. And then there's others that, like, don't. Or other villains that don't. That will always, like, scout. Try to take, you know, that power for themselves. And not realizing the other aspect of it. And so, I think him dealing with that is... It shows that he's a really strong character. And he tries to come to terms with it. And where we go from there, I don't know. Because I don't follow the century as a character. Yeah. So... It's like, you like the realization that he knows what he is. And he tries to keep that in check. Right. And... and that's the other thing too is like you don't know because he's schizophrenic is this is void all just in his mind and it's actually the sentry doing all the damage yeah and then he projects himself as like you know he creates his own villain the void but it's like if you were looking at it you're like what are you doing and it's just him doing it because there is no void it's just sentry it's just him like it's just him destroying everything but he's like i'm fighting the void bro there's no one there like you're literally punching the wall and bringing down this building and there's nothing there because the void is just in his head i don't know i could be fucking wrong but i don't know much about the character but i know that's what the schizophrenic part is like you're always talking or seeing people that aren't there think of movies like the beautiful mind like i've never seen it never uh, there's a lot of movies i need to get but um like i'm gonna end it on this like that's actually some of the research i was doing with my therapist and all that because i want to understand it better she said schizophrenia she simplified it for me don't take this with a grain of salt please she simplified it for me for the simple fact that it's like anxiety but worse because instead of like you know how when you have anxiety you have your own inner voice you're you're telling yourself the bad things 
she says schizophrenic people tend to hallucinate that they hear somebody else. Right, and that's what I'm saying. Like, that's yeah, that's what, where it fits in good. Because that's what I think anyway, yeah. but I could be wrong because the void could actually be like a villain, and I just don't know it. But I mean, that's the way I would see it. Is like yeah. he's going around, and if he becomes as strong as the century is, he's destroying yeah. shit with thinking he's doing the right thing. But in reality, it's like, bro, you just like ran over that cat for no reason, and well, I thought it was. It it was looking. It, it called me. It was whispering satanic messages to me, dude. No. It meowed, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> yeah, but I like how it's portrayed. Like that was. I think that was well done. And like even sometimes I got confused because a lot of times it looked like it was really just like multiple personality disorder. But when it went to the whole voice part, I was like, okay, it seemed more like schizophrenia, right? Right. There. I and like, so when we see, yeah, yeah, I I, I just thought it was done well. Yeah, it was good. It was a nice little miniseries that I don't think I would have picked up if you wouldn't have pointed it out to me. So I am glad that I took a look at it and I did read some of it. And it was okay. Yeah. Uh, it's not nothing that I'm going to write home or I'm not saying that the miniseries is going to get a fucking Academy Award or, oh, you know, no. an Eisner or any, anything like that. So, yeah. But it was, it was good for what it yeah. was. And I think ending with, you know, Century being like one of those heroes who's desperately, like Bob is always trying to keep the Century in check. And that's all you can really do. And then there's always the help there. It's like, yes, did Tony, was Tony Stewart kind of a dick? Yeah. Like, but... Also, too, you can only go out of your way to help somebody so tired that they, he has to realize, like, you can't rely on all these people to do it for you yeah. constantly. You have to, like, be in control of yourself. And that's, I think, I think it did a really good job of showing that. But then in the end, it's like, with the Red Century showing up, that's what I call him, the yeah. Red Century. It's yeah, like, who's going to stop you? Like, nobody. And he just leaves. Like, yeah, so that's when like, you're like, right, I'm cool. out. Like, I was like, all right, cool, whatever. It's a, again, this is my trope of... Nobody can stop me. I can do what I want. So I'm just going to leave. And that's how you write the character off. It's like, okay, cool, whatever. Okay. Fuck okay. It, I guess. Um, okay, since we're wrapping that up, I really do hope y'all enjoyed our Mental Health Awareness Month issues. Uh, we put a lot of research, did a lot of reading. Like, Jesus Christ, I'm so tired from all the reading. But we're glad y'all stuck. We, we're glad that y'all stuck around to listen to what we were able to discover about our yeah. favorite comics. Yeah, next week we get back to basics. Yeah. Which is oh, just already... talking about different books and shit. Yeah, I have something general. planned out for next week. But I did tell you how to surprise at the near the end of this episode. Well, I got I got one thing I want to talk about really quick. Go ahead. And if you guys are picking it up and you're on the fence about it, it's issue one, right? And it's yeah. the new Nick Fury book that's out. Ah, yeah. <laughs> so I read it this morning. I don't know where I'm at with it. Uh, if it's really true that it's going to be the Marvel equivalent of Nick Fury, the original Nick Fury send-off, to where they're going to get rid of the character. He's yeah. disappearing from the Marvel Universe. But, again, this happens all the time. Then they do a reboot and he comes back. We'll see what happens. But this is very... It's going to be very interesting. However, I already... Like, there were a couple times in this book, man. I'm not going to lie, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> I had to reread like four or five pages because I'm like, what the fuck? Because the writing yeah. was all over, dude. Like, I was like, what? Like, the phrasing for the writing. And, like, it could be the way my brain works. So, like, I'd love for you to check this out yeah. and read the first issue. But, like, there were, like, pages where I'm like, why does it sound like he's talking like a fucking mongoloid? Like, what the hell? Like, what the hell's going on here? Like, it didn't, like, the phrasing didn't line up correctly i'm like what the fuck because i couldn't even understand it yeah so i was like okay maybe it's just me so i'm gonna see what issue two is like it's the bad english 
It could have <laughs> been. But it's it's definitely different. Uh, it follows, like, uh, you're going to want to read Original Sin. Yeah. So go read Original Sin. I think it's like six issues and you're done. It's, it was Mar- one of Marvel's one-shot miniseries. So you'll be okay with that. Just read Original Sin. You'll be all right. But this picks up, and, I, and the only reason I wanted to name drop it today was because, like, it's Nick, gonna. It's supposedly supposed to be Nick Fury send-off. We'll see what's up with that yeah. when it drop, like, as it continues going. But issue one's currently out in stores as of right now, so yeah. you can go pick that up. Oh, sweet. But like I said, I didn't like the first issue because I had to go back and read some things, and I could have just been off by the phrasing, but maybe it's just me, but, like, I couldn't make the words out in my head like i'm like what like nobody talks like this yeah like and it's just really hard to read so that's my only downside that i have to give to the book and that's issue one so like i don't know but i mean if it's really nick fury send off i'm probably gonna finish the series but that's what i just wanted to drop really quick because we have this century and then we're gonna close out with what did you want to say really quick okay so you're gonna get a kick out of this but after i finish the century book you won't believe what I actually found the time to touch into. One Piece? Okay, I always find the time to touch into that. By the way, still waiting for chapter 1085, but anyway, no. I don't know. All right, you ready? I read the Predator series you started. <laughs> Wait, all, the whole thing or just the, the newest one that's out right now? The 2023 issues? Yes. Yeah, I read the I read all three of the comics that... That are current, the current run. Right? Yeah. Okay. So you read those three. Yeah, I read so that. In Predator order to issue. follow that, the chick. Yeah. And then the dude, you need to read the previous one. The twenty twenty two. The one that started at the end of twenty twenty two and finished in twenty twenty three. But yes. Oh, uh, okay. Yes. Uh, well, but regardless, it's, it's hard to follow because it's the same name of the predator. But what did you think? What I think, I got wrapped in right away. Like the minute <laughs> I told you. Like I don't I, know why people are hating. No, like, when they were, okay, because I think people were thinking, okay, this is pretty much that Predators movie, because of how they were just flying down <laughs> uh-huh. in the parachute. Uh-huh. Yep. I was like, okay, I'm wrapped in right away. And it's not just because you gave me, like, a synopsis of it, but the whole point was that it caught me right away, because right when they were landing, and then they're having that confusing talk, like, wait, what year do y'all think it is? I was like, oh, okay, I see, this, this was well done. Like, I don't see why people are hating on this comic. I like it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why people are hating on it either. It's it, it is what it is. It sets out to to be exactly what it was. So I'm glad you're reading it. I can't wait till we talk more about it. Yeah. And the fact that these are only like six books, by the way. So like you you read six books, oh, wait, the and five you're issues, and then the one connecting it to the old one. To right? the old okay, one, yeah. yeah. There's another like f- like five five or six issues, and then there's this one that's going to be probably six issues. Yeah. They're not generally any longer than that, but. You got to go back and read it, and I'll, I'll put you down that path if you want. But it's the series; it started in twenty twenty two, it ended in twenty three, and then the new one started in twenty three. So, like, it, like I said, it kind of goes by seasons. Yeah. So, like, yeah, season two. So this is technically season two of the story from season one. Yeah. And they just market it as Predator one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, I mean the fact that you did like two separate episodes of our podcast to talk about it. I was like, you know what? I got the free I, time. Let me read this thing. Yeah, thing. so like we read a lot, but like where I'm really going next week, and since we're about to wrap up here, where I'm going next week is I'm really interested to see where they're going with this whole beast thing right now, because now Beast is considered. I don't know if you heard, but Beast oh, is he, considered like god of mutants. Yeah, I, which I saw that is awesome because like it's just so weird. 
that beast. It's actually not that weird when you think about it, right? Yeah. And I'll explain something because look at what they did with Scott. Look at what they did with Scott Cyclops. Yeah. Okay. Wasn't he part of the Phoenix Force at one point? When he was part of the Phoenix Force, he was a douchebag. Then he went full villain fear itself. So, like, dude, it's it, it's it's insane. So, yeah. like, that makes two X-Men that have just decided, like, eh, we're going to fucking be bad guys. Please, please <laughs> do that sound effect again. <laughs> I, I don't know if I could. <laughs> so, it's just really funny, I think. But I can't. I'm going to definitely go and I'm like, okay. I didn't read any of the X-Men stuff with Kurokoa because I just fucking absolutely hated it. Yeah. I really did try to actually get into X-Men number one when they, re, like, redid the Kurokoa stuff. Yeah. And then I'm, like, reading it because I started with Wolverine. I was like, oh, Wolverine rebooted. I want to read this. And I was like, what the fuck is going on with this? Yeah. And I just stopped completely. Like, I was like, nope. Mm-mm. Not even going to try it. Because it was, it was just too much. I didn't like the whole resurrection. All the like, I, I didn't like Kurokoa. I'll say it. I didn't like Kurokoa. Um, but I'm interested to see what they're doing with the Beast thing. So I don't know if I've got to go to, like... <laughs> what links I've got to go to to figure out what's going on here, but I'm going to do some backstory reading on how Beast got to this. I know he's been experimenting with Wolverine a lot, yeah. and that's what kind of like started going crazy. Like he's kind of started experimenting on mutants, so that made him like a little more psychotic. Yeah. But I just love that. Like now we've got a second X Men who has become kind of like turned around and become worse than fucking Apocalypse, which is really funny because like if you look at Apocalypse, you have Kid Apocalypse who went from villain to hero. And now you got Beast who's going from hero to villain. So it's just really weird. I love it. I love everything about it. So I can't wait to do some more research into it. You know, everybody loves a good, you know, topsy-turvy type situation. I loved when Scott just finally killed Professor X. That shit was fucking hilarious. It was funny. When he's like, yeah, you know what? I'm done with you. And just fucking laser blasted his face off. That was great. So, yeah. (laughs) That's going to wrap it up for us today, guys. We hope you guys enjoyed our Mental Health Awareness Month. Uh, we got a lot more stuff coming, but mainly, uh, you know, like, if you guys like what you're listening to, like, and follow, you can, Mark, I'm gonna let you go ahead and do your thing. Alright, um, before I give you our socials, I'll go ahead and give another shout out. So, if you are in the Omaha Old Market area, go ahead and check out the Imaginarium. It is, without a doubt, a pop culture fanatic's wet dream. It's like, pretty cool. Yeah, like, they have everything. Horror movie, have you, have you been to the horror movie section? Uh, yeah, I went in there. Yeah, it was dope, right? It was pretty cool. Yeah, some stuff I mean, they, they got happened. everything. They got, it was pretty cool. They have all the old toys you grew up with, pop figures. They had these little collector boxes that they put, you know. I really like that. I almost yeah. bought, like, two of them. Cause yeah, I was just like, they're so tempting. It. Right? Like, it's so tempting. Dude, I bought, a one, I bought a one-piece one, and I got a freaking law keychain. There you go. Yeah. That's not bad. But go check it out. They got everything. Comics, records, old memorabilia. And if you're there, give a shout-out to our girl, Tegan. She's going to... She wants to be a guest on our podcast one day, but we got to figure that out. When we get popular, help us get popular. Help us get popular. <laughs> but anyway, if you're in the old market area, go ahead and check out the Imaginarium and their connecting store, the Emporium, just a little way down the street. And just yeah. tell them that we sent y'all. But anyway, if you want to hit us up, you can hit us up on Instagram at and Twitter at Calm Unchained, and we are available on Spotify, Amazon Music. We are now on Apple Play. We'll see for how long. We'll we see. might get banned. <laughs> yeah, because they're they're a lot stricter than uh, well, what I was reading on their rules. So we'll see. Didn't we also talk shit about Apple at one point? I don't know. I don't I know. Talk, I, don't, I don't hold anybody back. I, talk I feel shit like about, nobody pays me for this. I can do whatever I want. Yeah, I feel like 
I mean, they're taking our money, so whatever. <laughs> they're like, you know what? They're, they're taking our money, so let them talk. But anyway, we're on Apple Play, Google Play, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Yeah. So, as always, guys, <laughs> keep on reading. Yeah. Thank you.